Yo, 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 what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Practice Make Server podcast. I am not Monster D-Face. I am Connor. He is away traveling to Copenhagen or something out there for Fortnite talent-wise. So it's just me here. I got John. John, how you doing? Yo, what's up, everybody? Um, it's not just... I thought it was funny when you said it's just me here. I was like, that'd just be funny, just solo, solo <laughs> Connor podcast. Yeah, and uh, we also got a special guest. If you're a fan of the Fortnite podcast... We got Panda. Panda, how you doing? Hey, man. Doing good. Doing good. Happy to jump on and talk about things other than Fortnite. Hey, hey yo. yo. That's always fun. That's right. Shout out to everyone who listens to this podcast for Fortnite podcast, but also listens to Prack Pod. And also shout out to everyone who listens to the Prack Pod that checks out the Fortnite podcast. We love you all. Yeah. Whole circle going on here. We got a couple topics today. Kai Sinat did a giveaway, turned into a riot. Crazy things going on. We're going to break that down. <laughs> we got the TwitchCon party, plus banning more gambling sites and CSGO case opening sites. We'll dive deeper into that later. And a bunch of other topics with Twitter X. What is that? What is it called now? I don't know. Let's just jump into it with Kai. What, what happened, John? What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't really follow. Like, that brand of content creator has never made sense to me. So I don't really keep up with them that much unless it's a headline. And so what it like what I saw this weekend is people hitting cars. And they said it was for oh, Kai. Yeah. And then so, they said okay, he was arrested. So, so, hold on, hold on. Let me let me Wait. get some better clarity. Okay, to all yeah, of Panda, this, right? help us. So so I I I tune into to some of this content, some of the like um it's like just chatting, just chatting into IRL style content, Kai Sanat, XQC, a lot of those guys up at the top there. Uh, for that stuff. Kai specifically, though, uh, is a little bit wilder, uh, a little bit out there. And, and of course, he just got done uh, nearly blowing up his house with fireworks. I don't know if you guys saw that or saw talked that. about yeah, that. They had a whole war um, in that house. <laughs> and so, uh, of course, uh, viewer watching that might be influenced to think that is a, a normal thing that they should or could do in, in life, when, when in reality, that's only things that millionaires can do, guys. So just so, if you're listening here, thinking about blowing up your house with fireworks, don't do that. Also, if you're thinking about rioting in New York, don't do that either. Uh, because Kai, a few days before, said, hey, I'm going to do a big giveaway. It's going to be massive. We're doing, we're going to do some PlayStation 5s. And, and he literally went on Google Maps and like, He's like, yeah, we're going to be right here and just like showed the area on Google, right? And then, of course, we saw the the news headlines, the helicopters flying over, getting shots of uh, what is a packed New York City. Uh, it was a bigger reaction than they anticipated. Now, to be fair, Kai has done stuff in the past similar. Um, he's done like events, meetups and stuff, and it's never gotten this crazy. Um, but when when you're hosting something in a big city uh, like like New York Right in, I think it was right in Manhattan. Uh, you're the going Union to run Square. into issues. Yeah, you, so Union Square. Uh, you're going to run into issues uh, with safety and security if you haven't planned that stuff out. And Kai just thought it would be like any other meetup that Amp has or him have done. And unfortunately, it just wasn't the case, especially when the incentive was a ton of PS5s. They made it sound like they were bringing pallets of PS5s, essentially. And like first come first serve, pick up these PS fives and hang out with Kai. So as you can imagine, it's gonna draw a lot of people, uh, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, immediately though, some things I want to note because um, there's gonna be two sides to to how people feel about this. Of course, number one, uh, Kai was present, and, and any times uh, an an issue kind of occurred, Kai was trying to mitigate it quick. There was a girl who couldn't breathe and was struggling um, out in the streets. Kai laid there with her, talking to her, helping her through breathing exercises. There was another instance um, where Kai was like trying to get people to stop like doing some reckless things in the streets. Um, so fair play to Kai. He tried to do what he could. Definitely got out of hand quick, and he hopefully he learns from this. Uh, well, the one clip I saw was him trying to organize everyone. He was like, everyone, I'm not doing anything until we all calm down because it was just getting chaotic. Yeah. He was in the crowds like, everyone chill out, calm down. This is not what we're doing. So like you're saying, credit to him. Yeah, like, and, and, and look, he tried, right? But like definitely mistakes were made. You can't deny that. Um, I, even though he had successful ones in the past without extra security and, and process and stuff, this was one of those instances where it just didn't work out. And uh, hopefully Kai learns from this. Uh, I know the headlines uh, are are reading a certain a certain way, right, John? 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty like if you just put Kai Sinat in Twitter.com, aka X. Um, X.com. Yeah, X.com. <laughs> um, it literally is just one extreme or the other. It goes from, you know, you know, negative or positive. But Pan is 100% correct. If you see any of the, the, the video of Kai's himself, his conduct, he's, he's trying to do the right thing. You know, there's another shot of where he's got like a small kid, like wrapped around his like shoulders, mm. trying to get them out of, um, the concert. And, um, but a lot of the damage and even some, um, some actual, um, criminal, uh, potential action here in the form of people like robbed, uh, like a kiosk guy, there was some damage done to automobiles. Uh, so it, it's very interesting. So, initially they were saying that Kai got arrested. Um, but that does not appear to be true. Yeah. So, uh, the, the headlines, including Keemstar and drama alert where Kai is arrested and charged, right? Which that's, that's a bold statement to put out there without like, uh, without official word. Obviously, um, we did hear from, I think it was a fire chief, right? Connor, that said that uh, something, some sort of some, high up officer in in there saying he was being charged. So yeah, said, said that they were they were planning on charging him. Not that they had actively charged him in that moment, but that they were planning on charging him. Um, and it turns out the next day, because there was also a video of police escorting Kai into a police vehicle and getting him out of the the area. Um, it turns out that he was not arrested, and he was, and he doesn't look like he's going to be charged. Nor can he be charged. Uh, according to a, a lawyer that Jake Lucky spoke with about the whole circumstance, they don't think it, it would even make sense for the state to charge him. But um, so interesting, didn't actually happen. Lots of, uh, of course, news outlets flying off the off the edge of their seat, waiting to to throw some crazy stuff at Kai. But he is not a, he was not arrested. He was not charged. And hopefully this is a mistake that he can learn from, maybe tone down some of the stuff that he tries to do in the future and move forward uh, after what was a massive weekend or massive moment, I should say, in, in um, Willow. What was it? Willow Park? Uh, Union, yeah, Square. Union, Union, Square. Union Park. Yeah. And Union I mean, Square. like, here's some again. Is it good what he did? Not at all. Um, do I think that he will do this again? No, I, I think that. Um, he seems he is. I feel like he's displayed a level of maturity um, that is rare for his age, especially amongst guys like, you know, like if this was Aiden Ross, I'm like, oh God, this is going to happen again. Like just being honest, you know, and that's just honestly somewhat based off of like track records, track records. I don't know Aiden personally. One thing that I think is cool though, maybe we can just riff about it for just like 20 seconds is just, man, there's so much power to social media. And I think we know that. And I, and I think that uh, my brain just goes, man, um, very few people have this many young, young, young people um, okay. in their audience. And my question is like, man, what I would love to see is not only does Kai not do this again, but I would love for him to figure out how we can rally people towards something that can make a positive difference or impact in the world. Yeah, I don't know if many other content creators have the type of pull he had. I, on his stream, whenever he was breaking it down, like Panda referenced earlier, he said, we'll probably get 500 to 1,000. Like, he was not expecting mm -hmm. this. And their articles coming out. It's between, like, 7,500 to 10,000 people or in New York there. And that pool is wild. He didn't tweet about it, Instagram, everything. He just said this on a stream. There was no, like, active promotion. He said it on a stream a few days before and gave a time. And almost 10,000, maybe 10,000-plus people showed up. That is That pool wild. from a content creator is crazy. It is, it is absurd. That's not something you get very often from creators, but I will say creators now more than ever have more influence than uh, businesses and brands that are coming out. I mean, look at Prime. Prime is the perfect example. Uh, Prime is this product with the face of KSI and Logan Paul, two of the biggest influencers in the world, right? They push it out there, and now it's it's challenging Gatorade, outselling Powerade, doing things in the sports drink market that, that haven't been done. And I'm going to be honest, it's not like the product is amazing. <laughs> it's kind of average. It's it's it's. Right. Don't get me wrong. It's decent, right? But I'd still myself personally would still prefer a Gatorade, but like taste wise. But it's it just That's shows the power a younger, of influence. You're not the younger generation. The younger yeah, generation oh yeah. is like I need they to support that KSI Logan. Taste, they got like. <laughs> Yeah, the, it is sweet. That no, is you, a very you, sweet drink. You're you not know, wrong. You know you've you've like impacted the culture when like it 
something becomes part of like everyday like conversation. I hear middle schoolers talk mm -hmm. about it all the time. I see prime croc gibbets. I feel like if you've made it into a croc gibbet, you are like impacting culture. <laughs> and I see like prime drink croc gibbets and I'm like, what even is this? You know? So yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, you know, haters are going to say, this is, this is what happens when you give a young person a microphone, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, this is a stupid thing. Thank God. No one that we know is, was seriously injured. Is that correct? Like I haven't seen any reports of serious injuries, mostly just like some property damage and craziness. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I saw was uh, during all that, a Apparently, a cop threw a kid's head through a window. I saw a clip of that. <laughs> Come on, dude. I did. But, but I don't know. There was breakdowns of it. Apparently, it was the guy's hand, not the head. I don't know. There's a whole thing about it. But I think the only thing was, was a lot of cars got danced on and stomped on and a lot of broken glass. I didn't see any major injuries, though. Yeah. Well, let's hear. Here's to the, uh, the young king of Twitch slash Rumble. Um, <laughs> did, yeah. What platform? Hey, this is an interesting question. What platform did he announce it on, and could there be any um, like repercussions from that 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 side of things? I think he just did it on Twitch on a Twitch. stream, and that was it. I don't think there's anything else adver like advertised no. anywhere. But it shows how much like he is one of the top, if not the top creator uh, in the live streaming space right now. Um, and when he streams, he streams to seventy-five to one hundred k people at almost every time. So I mean, you imagine. You have 75,000, 100,000 people watching you. Now you're talking about giving away PS5s. They're going to tell their friends, like, especially the ones that are in New York, like, yo, like, we got to show up. Like, and then it ends up being yeah. 10K plus people. That was one question I wanted to ask. Do you guys think that was all viewers, or do you think that was, I heard from a friend of a friend, like, voice? Or do you think that was, like, all viewers that knew? No. No shot it was all viewers, in my opinion. I think, I think a lot of it was viewers, and then a lot of it were probably clips that came out from his stream talking about like, Hey, I'm going to show up in New York city and, and give away PlayStation fives. And, and again, PS5 or PS fives <laughs> New York city is one of the most um, populated, uh, populated small areas in, in the world, right? Like Dense. there are more population people, density. Yeah, that's it. Population density in the world, right? Like that, that little square of, of New York city is, is insane. The Island, so to speak is, is just so many people that, realistically it doesn't take much to get ten thousand people in new york hearing about something like that it's wild man um All luckily right. luckily no <laughs> luckily no one luckily no one got hurt um and i i think the lesson here is just like man yeah the power of content and let's see this thing freaking turn let's uh let's turn it for good bro come on kai yeah yeah speaking of lockdown and riots what is minecraft doing to creators john what is going on there yeah, so I don't follow like I don't follow Minecraft like that much. I never got into the game, never was a part of it. Like, were you guys like I missed out on like RuneScape and Minecraft never were a part of my life. I think it's because I was playing World of Warcraft, but were you guys I was still into a console kid during like the big Minecraft boom, but I watched so many Minecraft videos growing up. So I wasn't I, playing it, but I was watching it a lot. I was zero Minecraft. I played RuneScape. RuneScape I played a lot when I was young. Um I put in at like that's one of the games that I put in more, the most hours. That World of Warcraft and Fortnite are my top three games hours wise spent in the game. Um, Minecraft, I not gonna lie to you, I still to this day have not played Minecraft. I played Minecraft Dungeons when that came out a year or two back. Oh, I did too. I definitely yeah, did too. Which was fun. Like I like that style of game, but I've never played the traditional Minecraft, which is crazy because like so. For example, I was just uh, hanging out with um, uh, some of the crew from Power GPU, right? Yeah. And we were talking about some of the people they work with, and they had, uh, it, I, I want to say it was like, they had one of the big creators from the Minecraft scene, their PC there. And when I tell you this is the biggest PC I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> uh, it is, ma it, the, the, the tower was massive, right? And so we're sitting here talking about this PC, and I'm like, why do you need this? And they're like... Well, they only play Minecraft on this thing, um, but they have two GPUs so that they can run like a certain set amount of monitors to do this in, with the game. And I'm like, all for Minecraft? And they're like, yeah. But uh, mind you, they're one of the biggest creators. I, I want to say it's like Sapnap, George Not Found, one of those two. 
Um, top dogs in Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And 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 shout out Power GPU and the crew because they're they're always taking care of all the creators in the space. Like for real, you hear about a, a creator in the space doing something, they have some kind of hand in it. But um, it was it was so interesting to hear how much they are dedicated to the craft of Minecraft. Like, and that was not intentionally a pun, but uh, it turned into one. Minecraft is so much bigger than I can even fathom. And I still, I like, even if I wanted to, I don't think I still would download it and play it. But man, is there a crowd for it? Yeah. So even right now on a uh, activeplayer.io um, list that in the last hour, there have been 1,011,019 users on Minecraft. In the last 30 days, there have been 163 million players. Um, the Twitch stream watched hours of Minecraft in the last 30 days is almost 40 million and the peak wow. viewers on Twitch 300 K, but even just I wonder a if that million, even includes mobile and all that, all the other things they have. Yeah. I mean that 163 million is like over half, you know, the population of the United States of America. That is a lot. And so the news recently coming to this, you know, kind of sneakily, huge game um i actually got from roberto blake who i follow for like youtube content stuff i, I don't even know Smart him as man. Much. yeah i don't even really know him as much of, of a gamer um but he mm -hmm. he reposted um an account called rock solid as well and basically listing that in in the words of this uh this tweet that minecraft has gone full 1984 um w which it which what he means by that is Minecraft released a statement on usage guidelines um, and they, it's a long document um, and it really clarifies a lot of how Minecraft can and cannot be used in domain websites, uh, promotions, video, video streams, um, live in-game events, promotions, all of these things. And the overwhelming feeling is that it limits a lot of content creation ability. Um, for instance, they listed any server or piece of content online um, may be taken down due to any reason whatsoever with Minecraft in it. They reserve the right. Wow. Using Minecraft in the title as a significant part of creative work, um, uh, such as um, uh, a YouTube video, um, is something that you know flags that. Servers with any content not suitable for 10-year-olds are now prohibited. That one kind of sounds like an okay time, I guess. Or and I guess not, because... Just because it's not for 10-year-olds doesn't mean it's like horrible. Um, it says that they are proceeded to say that they are now allowed to change the guidelines and it's your responsibility to check them, which this author said is actually illegal in Europe. So it doesn't uh, make sense. All servers need to add a not an official Minecraft product and, and terms of service clause. In-person Minecraft events cannot be marketed using Minecraft assets such as logos or fonts. That's kind of a big one. Um, yeah. fictional story writers are not allowed to include Minecraft brands or assets, fonts or image is, um, in-person Minecraft events like land parties are no longer allowed to engage in sponsorship if said event is to make money. And so honestly, guys, as I was reading this, um, some of this sounds a lot like things that Fortnite already has in place. So is this like, what do you guys think of that? Is, is this really something that's going to massively halt Minecraft? Is this something that has hurt Fortnite? What is your guys' initial take on this big change to a massive game? I don't... Okay, so part of what you said sounds like they're just protecting their own assets and yeah. making sure nothing's being misused. Also, just a bunch of legal jumbo, like, so they don't get sued or whatever. So, all that, you know, expected. Um, but if they start going after, like, if that statement is 100% factual, if they're going after using Minecraft in a YouTube video and limiting creators, I find that part to be very on the extreme end and something that probably should not stay and should be removed immediately yeah I, i'm gonna agree with you i was like most of that stuff sounds like broadcasting uh rights mm -hmm. like the typical stuff we see any title go through is like hey if you're going to broadcast the game or you're going to use assets you have to use them in a certain way blah 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 it needs to be professional yada yada that that part makes sense it really comes down to how they action things, though. Do I think that Minecraft is going to go out of their way to build out a department to start flagging and copywriting a ton of YouTubers? No, I don't think that's going to happen. Do I think they want to have the power to do so if they wanted to? Yes, and I think that's what it is. I think this that, and I think that's all it is, is that they're saying, "Hey, 
in the instance that we think a video is just uh, unbecoming of our brand and, and our game and the effort that we put forward, we reserve the right to strike it uh, if we see fit. And I think that is that is the only um, use case that I actually see that happening. I can Otherwise, see that being used like the title "Best Cheats in Minecraft," cheating in Minecraft, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, copy that, get it out of here immediately." So that yeah, is a use where it makes sense. Exactly, and I think that's what they're doing. They're covering their bases and and getting getting themselves permission to do what they need to do in the instance that something like that happens. I don't think it's going to be something like where we see like uh, what is it, Carl Jacobs hosting a Minecraft video, and he says like he says something crazy in it. Um, not obviously bad, but just like something maybe a little bit more adult uh, as a joke, and then they just take down the whole video. I don't see that happening. Yeah, it, in in summary, at the bottom. They said, um, we love the idea of you, our community, doing cool things and want to support your creativity. We understand that you may want to share your creations with others and even make money off of what you've created. We want to empower you to create and share. At the same time, we want to limit those who would take things too far. Hopefully these mm -hmm. guidelines help you understand what we are okay with you doing and what we aren't. If something isn't covered by these guidelines and we haven't said otherwise, it's okay. That probably means we don't want you to do it. In any case, if it isn't covered, please don't do it without getting written permission from us. If something is specifically covered and permitted by these guidelines, our account terms or end user license agreements applicable to any of our games, then you don't need to contact us. See, that to me, that it just still feels unclear and, and, and it feels yep. a little bit, it feels a little bit uh, like they're saying they care about their community, but don't. Even right above it, like there's a line in here that says, you're, you cannot make more than 5,000 USD in any calendar year from the sale of a Minecraft-related product. And, um... Wow. Is yeah. that like taking their IP and, like, selling, like, a creeper, like, plushie, though? Yeah, it's but like... That's yeah. You, you, and legally, you would need licensing agreements from the Minecraft creators yeah. to produce said merch. If, you, like, it, merch and stuff like that, that makes sense. What I think that's applying to is the servers, because I don't know if you guys have heard, but some of these people... Oh, yeah. That have Minecraft servers, they make like I know people making millions of hosting Minecraft servers. So that might be what they're trying to tackle. And if that's the case, they're about to really disrupt their game on a content perspective, at least. Yeah. yeah. Server wise, too. I see every major server shutting down if that's the case. Yeah. It probably costs that a month to host a server. Yeah, exactly. I think that's where they're a little out of touch because there is a lot of hosting fees and. Uh, they're all also constantly creating items for their servers to use, and and that's what they purchase, right, with real money. So all of that effort just goes out the window if they're if they start to implement a five k rule. Like that is actually kind of wild. Yeah, no, that is only relate that is only related to their handcrafted products, and even like I just mm -hmm. read like the servers and hosting, like they're not limiting. They're from my view, they're not limiting what money you can make hosting a server. They're just making sure that everything that happens related to their brand is, is up to par. Even like it's simple things like, Hey, make sure you provide a receipt, um, like for the sale of goods and like, you know, all of that. And so honestly, like, I, I think it probably feels a little bit heavy handed. If anything, it probably just feels this way because it's maybe just like overdue. You know, they're just protecting and, themselves. They ha yeah. should have been done yeah. years ago. So, yeah. And that's probably just why it feels. And honestly, like this feels very different from how I feel like Twitch has done a lot of things. Whereas like, I feel like Twitch is like dripping out little changes, you know, and this was like, they rolled out the whole thing. And so I don't know. I don't think people were any happier with some of Twitch's uh, stuff um, anyway, but yeah. So it's very interesting. The, the only other thought that I have that I want to ask you guys is that there is a sentiment that Roblox, which is kind of a pretty big, uh, competitor of of um, Minecraft, people are saying like, "Well, you guys should take advantage of this and really like go the opposite direction." And it almost feels like I have not seen this from Roblox the game, but it seems like people are kind of like trying to position Roblox. Who, dude? I just looked it up. In the last hour, more people have played Roblox than Minecraft. That's mind blowing yeah. to me. I'll say, I think Roblox is the bigger game at the moment, but it's less. Huh? It's way less watched on Twitch. Which is very yeah. interesting. Well, so, but the same thing applies to Fortnite, to be fair. Yeah. Fortnite has 250 plus million active users a month, and they're one of the lowest viewed games like in the, in the AAA category. So it's like, I, I don't know how that works. I think more people are not watching it. They're playing it kind of beat. 
Whereas it used to be, there was a time where people watched games more than they played it. Like it, it's, it's a weird time for gaming uh, content in general. One thing I do want to note though about Minecraft, I think the reason we're getting all these changes so late to the game is remember Microsoft purchased uh, Minecraft. True. Yeah. So it's not like Minecraft was always in Microsoft's hands and always in the most professional hands. And now they are. So they're kind of backpedaling and having to fill the void where they see, and, and this is probably the first opportunity where they had a chance to sit back and not worry about uh, acquiring Activision and other things and just say, hey, we got to add some guidelines here real quick. Yeah, overall, I would have to say my personal opinion is it seems like just what any thing trying to build itself for the future, you know, and, and also people can still make money playing a video game. It's pretty cool, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and, 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 and I, I think, I think, I think as long as they allow people to do any digital content creation with, with, without constraints other than like, you know, doing the right thing brand wise, not being inappropriate, et cetera, et cetera. That's fine. That's all you can ask for. You know, the whole physical assets thing, you know, that just makes sense. You know, you can't print the Fortnite logo on <laughs> like shirt and sell it. Like it's just, that's just, yeah. just common sense. And so overall, uh, it really does. It does feel like a positive step for a, a huge game even though uh, it probably, uh, you know, it probably affects some some aspects of it that we don't know because we're not Minecraft native. So if you're listening and you know of ways that impact the Minecraft culture that we're not getting right now, drop us a comment, hit us up on Twitter, practice server. Uh, we'd love, we'd love, we'd love to hear more. For sure. Uh, switching gears over to our probably most talked about company on this podcast, Twitch. Sold out for <laughs> so sold out for the TwitchCon party. Do we think they actually did, or is this a conspiracy theory? Let me okay, hear so so <laughs> I have I have a full thought, and I purposely is when before we started this podcast, uh, John was going over the topics, and I said I have thoughts on this, and I'm not going to tell you right now because I have thoughts, and these are I want these to be first off the cuff. I want you guys to hear it from me right now. Here's the deal: TwitchCon has reached a point where no one, uh, and not too many people, want to go. The word on the street behind the scenes, major creators went to Paris so they don't have to go to Vegas. So that's a huge thing that I'm hearing behind the scenes. That's number one. Number two, I'm hearing companies, uh, a lot of them that previously purchased booths and stuff, they're not getting booths this year because it's not even worth it at TwitchCon, which is crazy because obviously Twitch for a long time or TwitchCon for a long time was all about the booths. But apparently last year, people weren't on the floor where the booths were. They were either up in the meet and greet area or they were towards the Twitch rival stuff. And that was it. And so this year people are like, yeah, TwitchCon, do I want to make the effort to go out to Vegas and, and, and try to do all this stuff? The sentiment seems to be no. And while, yes, the TwitchCon party probably sold out, I wouldn't doubt one of two things happening. Number one, they made the occupancy super low, like 100, 200 people, right? Or number two, they capped it off and then in a month we're going to hear that oh we were able to expand capacity we expand yeah, the arena we, exactly <laughs> we built a new which, building <laughs> which remember everybody does this right the the invitational yeah. last year did the same thing where yeah. they were like oh we're sold out of a tickets oh now we're going to expand a tickets we, we we made some adjustments like that is how these companies work and there's nothing wrong with it but definitely the sentiment is still that TwitchCon is not the same as it used to be. And it's just turned into a glorified uh, meet and greet. And most of those creators that you're going there to meet probably aren't going, especially the ones that are in the partner bill, because partners now have to pay full price. There's no partner discount for tickets like there were in, in the past. So Whoa, I did not know people. that. When did that yeah. start? Uh, recently. Dude, that's so, in his first L. year. Take you guys can't hear this or see this because this is this is an L I'm holding in my hand. Hold this, Twitch. <laughs> that's so dumb. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the biggest mistakes I think they made. Uh, and again, people want to come see their favorite streamers of all sizes. And that was the cool thing about TwitchCon. You walk the floor. You run into people that you, you get to watch from home. You get to interact with people that you otherwise wouldn't. And of course, you get to network with friends that otherwise you wouldn't be able to see in person. So when you take away what is one of the biggest elements to all that, you're less likely to go, and and there's definitely going to be less people showing up. So I think for that reason, the the TwitchCon party, take that with a grain of salt. I don't think that's an indication of like record breaking TwitchCon numbers. Yeah, from as a as a person that's went to TwitchCon the last couple of years in a row, 
I don't go to TwitchCon. I go to hang out at the restaurants and the bars and everywhere around there. I go to a convention maybe one day. Like the last two years, I went to the convention one day and then just hang, hung out with people outside. I don't go to go to the convention. I go to hang out with everyone I talk to online every day. And I know majority of my group that I'm going with this year is doing the same thing. Like all the practice server boys, they're like buying a ticket for one day, going to see it. And then we're going to be, you'll see us at the blackjack and roulette tables drunk, gambling yep. our life away. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you're, I, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be honest. October is a crazy month. Uh, there's, uh, of course, global championship for Fortnite. Um, and also the same weekend as global championship, KSI versus, uh, uh, Tommy Fury. So I'm mm. thinking about on the Saturday, like going to Global for a little bit, and then flying from Glo or Copenhagen to to Manchester to watch that fight. Oh wow! Um, with Emily, but uh, there's a couple other things going on too, right around that that vicinity. And it's like, for me, I'd rather invest in like a buddy of mine's getting married right there towards the end of October, and and Copenhagen and other things than I would TwitchCon. It just doesn't seem like value added to me specifically now that's not to say that some people won't still get value out of it like like connor again getting to meet up with a lot of the the, the boys are familiar with um a lot of the peeps but for me and i think the sentiment for a lot of other like uh, a, a lot of other people as well is that it just doesn't feel the same which honestly and this is a question i want to ask you guys do you think this is an opportunity for kick to come in and host a major event and do something in a way that's way more disruptive to Twitch um, and fill the void there in 2024. Connor on the street is a very credible source that one of the largest YouTubers in the world is in very serious talks up with kick about doing something massive. And this would be a content creator that would uh, likely be able to, you know, in the same way we saw Kai draw numbers in union square. So I, yes, I 100% think kick should, I think though they should be smart because think about it. KickCon or whatever they'd call it year one is going to be hyped just because it's new. But what about what, what can they do that will not cause them to fall into the same slump of what we're talking about? Because this is true for a lot of con conferences and conventions in general, you know, you go there to see with the people. So I just, I would hope from kick that they would not only uh, bring up an alternative, but that it would have some kind of creative solution attached to it. You know, I, I don't know what that is, but that it would maybe try to, to think about what would be different. Um, uh, I also want to say, you know, you, Panda, that it is correct that a lot of companies use this tactic of like, we're sold out. No, we're not. Yes, we are. And at the Fortnite thing, I didn't think twice about it because, you know, Fortnite's done nothing wrong to me. But Twitch, yeah. I feel like, is not trusted right now. And I feel like people are like, guys, what do you, we know, like, it just seems like, it's like, you know, when you know, like a friend is like lying and you're like, just say it like, and it's like, you're acting yeah. weird. You know, I'm being like, mm -hmm. like Twitch is like, like they would get so much more credibility from authenticity or even hosting an open forum to the community of saying, Hey, what do you want TwitchCon to look like? Or like, you know, we're, we're seeing that in-person gatherings have been disrupted over these years. We all, we all know we want to be together, but in what ways do you guys want to be together? Like, I just wish that they would be way more transparent and, and open. Isn't like Jenny smiles, like doing like a cruise or something like that, like during TwitchCon? I think I saw that tweet actually. She was trying to plan a cruise with creators that wanted to go on a cruise. I did see like a creator cruise that she wanted to do. I don't I don't know if it's I, happening, but Yeah. No, dude, look. It's actually her, her pin tweet. Yeah, her pin tweet. All caps, the creator cruise has been chosen. This is happening. Uh, <laughs> what the heck? On Carnival. Shout out Carnival Cruise Line. That's actually dope. She just I think Jenny Smile like bro, it's been amazing watching her like Come it's up in, in the September. To okay, be clear. so so it's not a clear. Okay, so it's not a direct competition, but it kind of is, right? I believe that's how yeah. she tweeted it, though, right? Wasn't she like, "Hey, what if yeah, instead she said she doesn't want to waste the money to go to Vegas? I was going on a cruise with creators or something like that." I mean, it was something along those lines. Yeah, so. which is fair. I mean, I'd rather go on a cruise than go to TwitchCon. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like, 
Like if I if if all the people I want to hang out with are going on the same cruise, like yeah, I'd rather go on a cruise. Like uh, that's that's a no brainer for me. Uh, again, I don't think now if Twitch uh, like hosted a TwitchCon on a imagine like on a cruise, and then had like Twitch rivals on the deck, like I don't know, just some some crazy like. <laughs> I think they could do a lot of cool stuff. And I think at its core, what TwitchCon used to be, um, and they just kind of lost sight of, is is that it used to be like a multifaceted thing that brought m- multiple multiple styles of gamers to an event to enjoy. Like even the Twitch Rivals event, like it, the technically it's it's August, right? So we're what two months away from Twitch Rivals, and we are from TwitchCon, and we haven't heard a single thing about a Rivals event. Like, are they even going to host a Rivals event? Like, at least last year, we, like for the Fortnite scene, for example, we had a build up from like April. Like, they were doing special monthly monthly yeah. events leading up to what is a, a huge Twitch Rivals. So now that that raises the question: Do they even do anything, or, or are they going to cut it? Like, maybe they were waiting to see how numbers and tickets did. It probably didn't do as well, and they're like, uh, maybe we can't afford to to a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars to build a stage and do all this other stuff like a lot of things probably running through their mind right now i don't but i don't know that uh they got it's gonna work out in their favor they they gotta figure something out man like for real let us know let us know what you would want to see um in future just in-person gatherings you know i think there's a there's a spot for it i think if anything Kai Sinat's little thing shows people want to be in the same space together. They want to be around people that like the same things they like, that like the same creators. But what does that look like? What's an affordability? You know, all of that. I, I think, I, I think personally, I think a, more of a, a one day, like you pop up in, in multiple cities, you know, and do like something shorter and give people a more like low cost local option. That'd be really cool. But uh, Twitch, TwitchCon party is not the only thing that twitch is uh ha- has um announcing they just rolled out some pretty significant um uh i guess gambling bans prohibitions on 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 gambling connor yeah so twitch uh as we know a couple months ago they banned all of the big sites like stake all the other gambling sites that people were streaming on in that slot category and they came out today they added the two biggest sites that once all those got banned they went and these two sites went and signed all the other content creators because they, they weren't manned on Twitch to start streaming on their casino. So now Gamdom and Blaze Casino, both the two of the biggest gambling sites in the slots category on Twitch, added to the list. No more gambling from them. So I'm sure we'll see another site pop up, and it's just going to keep happening forever. But also in that statement, the biggest one, CSGO case-opening websites, not in-game, the websites, all banned on Twitch now. So before, if you went in the CSGO category to watch a stream, there was... Anyone streaming, they had to underneath their webcam. Use my code, blah, 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 on blah, 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 on any case opening website that whoever was sponsoring. And that is a huge hit because the reason this all happened is was a creator came out with an hour-long documentary on CSGO gambling and how it affects people. And he ha- went through and analyzed. It was 85%, I think, 85% of all streams in the CSGO section had underneath their webcam or on their screen a advertisement for those case opening websites so every one of those are now gone no more of that and creators are a little upset because the money they were paying Mm -hmm. for to these creators is a is a is a is a metric ton the guy that did the video he had 800k subs on youtube he was offered hundred and twenty thousand dollars a month a month just to display Bro. a code because he went and like fielded out offers and like said like they're they're gonna pay me 120k a month blah 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 just to have a code on my stream which is crazy but how does that can you explain to me like how how does that work wouldn't all the cases you buy not just go to csgo or like how no, does no, no, a third no. so party... this is not in game oh the non-in-game the, ones these, yeah. the, so in game is fine there's nothing in game that's where people are getting confused this is only on websites that like mimic the CSGO skins. So you so, open cases and it mimics the prices. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, that's so weird yeah. that exists. It's a huge yeah. thing. It's huge. So it's basically like, if I, if I got this correctly, the gambling sites, what they do is they acquire different items. And then you, it's like you're opening cases on their site and getting things. Um, yeah, better odds, it, theoretically. Oh, so, okay, 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 yeah. okay. So it still is 
ultimately in game, but it's no. owned. No. no. So what no, do they so do with these in game? Right, right, let, so, let me break. Let me break it down for yeah. you. You go to a website. There's a case. It's uh -huh. fifty bucks. You open the case. Maybe you get a P250 Sand Dune, which is three cents, or you get an M9 Doppler, which is six hundred dollars. And then you can withdraw it on their on that website, and they have bots that will send you that skin in game to get on Steam, or you can take it out in crypto. So you yeah. can take crypto, or you gotcha. take skins. So it's a, it's an actual gambling site. So, but it's that's still, why it's gone. I was I was I was confused because I did. It sounded like for a second that that at no point do you get to utilize an in-game item, but it still ports back to an in-game through roundabouts. You still can use the butterfly knife in-game. You can it's withdraw just from the gambling okay, website. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. So, so basically, because it's because CSGO has that marketplace built yeah, into the game you. where you yep. can purchase the items. So the, the site will just purchase the item and send it to you uh, or, or figure out a way to, to get it to you. Yeah, theoretically, yeah. Yeah. They'll either, they'll either already have it in their inventory to send or they, if they need to, they'll go routes to buy it and get it sent to you. Like that—that's how essentially those things work. And, and look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, while Twitch has been kind of up and down, I, I know that the CS:GO side of this the gambling thing may be like a bit of an issue, uh, definitely for the CS:GO community. Um, but I think this is one of those things that like we'll have to wait and see how it plays out because. I still see gambling and stuff on Twitch. It's not like it's ever it's it's really been heavily like admined, if that makes sense. Never right. really been like focused on, even though they, they have these policies in place. And I think if it does become a big enough problem, the new CEO is is trying to stay pretty connected. And that's where I want to give him props. I've seen Dan Clancy, I think his name is, yep. on more streamers streams than I think any other Twitch employee in the history of Twitch. And uh, like, he is just showing up for IRL streams, showing up in like people's houses, like obviously getting permission, of course, and, and just being <laughs> a part of their stream and, and like watching them game and do their thing and clearly getting feedback, which is if, if you're somebody that wants Twitch to succeed, that's a very, very good sign uh, because change doesn't happen overnight. And so Dan's coming in and, and fighting what is the, the probably the worst uh, worst reputation that Twitch has ever had and trying to find a way to combat that as well as put in place safety nets and revenue streams to make Twitch profitable, which if you guys don't know, Twitch is not a profitable website. Um, hence why they're, they're going certain routes to try to make more money with the, like the 50-50 splits and whatnot. But it's it's also because they have poorly monetized uh, their website in a lot of ways. There's a lot of things that they can do to to better monetize the site, and so hopefully this is a, a sign going in the right direction. And I I did hear too. I don't know if you guys saw this. Twitch is redoing how ads work, um, and you can have instead of pre-roll ads, you can have banner ads and oh. other things, so they're a little bit easier to digest while you're gaming and streaming. I like so that. so uh, again, th there's there's good we, we always hear about the bad stuff. That's the easy stuff to go uh, viral. True. There is some good stuff still going on as well. So fingers crossed that we continue to see uh good changes come to the space, but man, for the CS:GO community, this is definitely a bit of a slap in the face. Yeah, I mean it it you know, the theme I of this I wouldn't say slap in the face though because for the slap streamers... in the bank account, my bad. Bank account. Yes, it's slap in the bank account. Because the streamers were getting a lot of money and being able to afford it, but now we're gonna—I'm sure they'll find another way to advertise it or something. There's gonna be new ways, new deals. Maybe people are on kick. But go ahead, John. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just—I was just gonna say. I just think this almost a theme of this. I didn't—we didn't really plan it this way, but a huge theme of this whole episode is just the financial relationship with digital assets and how digital assets are impacting the physical world. And I think what's so interesting is. I mean, we're not like, I'm not like a huge NFT or Bitcoin. I had a little bit of Bitcoin. Um, so I'm not saying this cause I have something to push, but early on, it just made sense to me only because I've been paying for digital items since I was like 10, you know, like 20 years yeah. ago. And I think gaming and gamers have been, we've been, you know, keen to this whole idea of like the physical financial value of a digital only asset for years. Um, and, uh, yeah. so it's just very interesting watching it all play out though. And I think a huge 
meta macro theme that we're watching play out is exactly what Panda said, is kind of the uh, economic stability and, and structure of all of these things. We're seeing it impact esports. We're seeing it impact. Um, and some of this is right-sizing it. Some of it will work. Some of it won't work. But hopefully what's happening is we're building a future in the long run where people can keep playing video games and make a living doing it. And that <laughs> sounds like a wonderful world to me. Yeah, I agree. And speaking on topic with the ad, ad, ads, Twitter is paying you to put ads on your videos now. Uh, they, yeah. They're rolling out with uh, previously Twitter Blue. It just got renamed today if it was to X Premium. So X Premium <laughs> is now the new name of Twitter Blue. So I hope oh. my wife doesn't check my bank account. <laughs> I saw um, a lot of tweets about that. It was, yeah, there was some like, funny ones. Yeah, there's definitely a look. I, I, I'm actually one of the few people I think I'm a fan of the rebrand, to be honest. But okay. X Premium was a little, <laughs> a little too on the nose for me, Chief. Yeah, just to to break it down real quick. Uh, so you can get paid to use Twitter uh, to to get in the program. You have to meet four requirements. You have to meet all four. Obviously, you have to be an X Premium. You got to pay for it. Uh, you need to have at least 15 million impressions on your post in the last three months. So 15 million people had to have seen it or clicked it or however the impressions work. And then you have to have at least 500 followers. So if you're getting 15 million, you should probably have well over that. And yeah. you have to be 18. And some of the payouts I've seen from the first round, people were making a lot of money off Twitter ads. So this could be a new future for content creators. I've seen people uploading podcasts to Twitter now. I saw Nelk do it, and so did Axisol Theo Vaughn uploaded one on there as well. Yeah. So they're putting out content on Twitter now. Yeah. Theo Vaughn uploaded a an episode that had been taken down by YouTube, and Elon yeah. actually reacted to that with a very, like, you know, it's just, it feels like propaganda because it's like, I feel like as much as maybe Elon believes in what he's saying, it also, he just stands to benefit a lot from it, where he, he said, comedians are welcome on this platform you know as if like youtube <laughs> yeah. bans all comedians and it's like dude they took down like one episode you know so um, <laughs> to be fair though i will say this like a lot of comedians have to cut things from anything that they upload to to youtube like andrew Scholes, for example mm -hmm. he he um he had this whole thing last year where he had a special that was sold then he bought the special back because the the original distributor didn't want to remove jokes so he sold it himself and I then after so did I, and it was good. Yeah, um, I wanted to support him. I was like, I, I like same. this dude. Yeah, so especially for what he for what he was doing in the moment, and and it was huge for uh, I think for um, comedians as a whole to like take that model and run with it. But he then ended up uploading it to YouTube. But it took him weeks to upload it to YouTube because he would upload it and then you and like w not like fully upload it, but put it in the system and then wait to see what strikes came through, and then would have to remove stuff and remove jokes from the system to then put up like so the full special never really made it to youtube there were definitely edits and things of some of the jokes to make it out there so the only people that really got to see the full special were the people that paid for it uh to the premium access but this is where i think twitter can thrive um i've been saying this since the moment i heard twitter is going to monetize Excellent. before i saw the payouts before everything else i said twitter is going to be a a content machine because look me i have less than six thousand followers right i have like 5700 and when i put out a, a tweet or a video right i get like like a video for example will get like 50 60 000 views right what other platform is pushing your content in the way that twitter does now mind you a lot of those views are swipe right by there's no retention to it um but that's not where the monetization comes from. Do you know what I mean? Like, there is, like, if this monetization model ma is maintained the way that the first payout uh, works, we're going to see a lot of creators opt to put uh, versions of their content onto Twitter, that either uncut versions or even just the standard full version they put out on YouTube so that they can monetize in multiple ways. I'm waiting for the moment that Mr. Beast starts putting out uh, his videos or breaking up his videos into five parts, putting them on um, Twitter. Because you do that, this man is making more money off Twitter ads than he is off uh, YouTube CPM. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. I'm a huge fan of Twitter's restructuring. I don't see the need for it to be rebranded as X, but I do love everything else. And I, I, I'm excited about what you're saying, which is Twitter becoming a real player in the video game and just in content creation. And I think that um, 
old Twitter, man, like I feel like it was really hard to gain traction, you know, and really like build on there. Um, and I think they're, they're trying to, they're, they're trying to change that. So can you clarify Panda? I was going to ask you this, the disparagement between like being someone with 500 followers and getting 15 million impressions feels so vast to me. It feels like, why did they pick that number? And, and how many followers or what would a month on Twitter have to look like to get 15 million total impressions um, in three months? Well, I'll tell you right now. Um, in the last 30 days, I've tweeted 54 times, which is very low for me. I, I typically tweet more. And I've gotten 323,000 impressions um, off my tweets. And that's me being inactive right? With 5,781 uh, followers. In my peak months, when I was posting everywhere and, and super active on Twitter and, and and would post video content, right? Because video content seems to hit better on Twitter than a lot of just standard tweets. I was getting four, five, six million uh, impression months. And so it's not difficult to hit. It's just a matter of like, you have to kind of brand like put your Twitter in a position to hit those markers. But once you get monetized, you're monetized. It's not like you lose it. So it's just a matter of hitting it once applying and then you're good to go. Oh, I didn't know that part. So keep you being there forever. So you can have a slow month. You're still getting paid for, mm -hmm. you know, not, not the best month, but you're still going to get money. So that's good. I like that. Well, yeah. w, w for Twitter. Um, and, um, that, that, that's exciting to hear that it's possible for people. And so I, I'm just so fascinated again, all of these, all of these, um, all of the common thread of all these topics is that, you know, this whole digital economy that is kind of restructuring itself. And I just, for one, maybe it's like the old guy in me, cause I'm about to be 31. Feel like we should have a lot of gratitude that we live in a world where we can where we can do this because <laughs> there was a time in life where there was no way you got to make money sitting in front of monitors playing the games you love talking to the people you love and i know it's still hard work it really is still hard work but i'm really grateful that we live in a digital economy even though there's been a lot of ups and downs yep money ads and riots was the topics of today's episode <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys so much for tuning in john where can they find you at yeah, John W. Key Rush on uh, x.com. Just Panda. one X. All right, you can find me on Twitter because I, I, I don't know if I can still call it X yet. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter, LifeWPanda. I'm going to be taking advantage of, of posting content on there. I actually have a content strategy for the rest of the year. I'm going to be posting boxing content on top of uh, some, some different style of Fortnite content than what we have in the space. So both of those things are going to be coming uh, simultaneously to YouTube and Twitter. So if you don't follow me on YouTube with Life with Panda, just go to Twitter. Or yeah, YouTube. Uh, go to Twitter. Life W Panda. Follow me there. Same content coming out, but you'll get the best of both worlds. You get all the content that I'm making instead of having to go to two separate channels. There you go. Support the boy Panda. Appreciate him stopping by for this episode because Monster left us. You can send all the complaints still to Monster because why not? He can take them. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for watching.